Hey y'all, welcome to Your Best Pet, Conversations with a Vet. My name is Dr. D, and I am here to educate you on the important topics you didn't know you needed to know. Communication is the key in any relationship, and I believe with my whole heart that if you are educated in a way that you can understand, that'll make you the best pet parent you can be. So let's get started. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to this episode of Your Best Pet. You're on with Dr. D, and today we are talking about the long-awaited episode. I know you guys have been waiting for it. I have been holding off because I had some other episodes I really wanted to record. So I know you guys absolutely love the deep dives into the different species. So here we go. Your species of the day. Obviously, with the title of the episode, you guys already know it is rats. Oh, rats. (laughs) Rats are... A can be a great pet to have. Um, they're super friendly. They're really social. Um, they're really smart, um, depending on the kiddo, obviously. Um, but depending on how they're raised, they can be problematic. They can bite. Um, they can be super skittish if they're not raised right. Um, and obviously you want to raise them right, which is why you're here today. So here we go. Another episode uh, in the books with your best pet. All right, rats. Uh, Let's start with their lifespan. Uh, Rats can live anywhere from two to five years. Um, Unlike in Harry Potter, where that rat lived for like 12 years, (laughs) that is not uh, normal uh, and should have been a red flag, but here we are. Um, rats live anywhere from two to five years. Typically they live about two to three years. Um, not usually over three, but they can technically live up to five. So there you go. Uh, there are no vaccine requirements in rats. Um, technically rats can carry a lot of different diseases. However, most pet rats do not carry those diseases. So mom and dad don't freak out when your kid wants to get a rat as a pet. It is not the end of the world. Um, Wild rats can carry a lot of diseases and parasites like the bubonic plague, uracinia. Um, They can carry a few other um, diseases that are contagious to humans. However, pet rats do not. Um, And there are no vaccine requirements. They typically um, can't, don't really spread things to humans. Obviously they can, but they don't usually. Um, so they are not as scary as people give them credit for. That being said, we'll jump straight into how to take care of them. So let's start with how to keep them in your house without them running amok. Um, you want a house for them. You want a, um, a complex for them to live in uh, with lots of room. Typically for a single rat, you want a cage that is between one and a half and two feet um, big. So like a foot and a half by two feet. Um, Height wise, I usually will recommend at least two feet high. It kind of depends on how many rats you intend to keep. 
most of the time people start with one and then they end up with two, three, five, um, because they love them so much. Uh, it just depends on your environment and what you want to do as far as keeping them. But obviously it's up to you how you live your life. The more rats you have, the bigger enclosure you're going to need. As far as the enclosure goes, wire is okay. Um, I typically recommend wire enclosures for rats just because it's super breathable um, and they can see and smell everything around them. Um, I don't typically recommend the plexiglass enclosures that I've seen. They can be too um, stifling, too suffocating and get too hot. Um, the thing about wire enclosures is you wanna make sure that the grating is big enough. You don't want the teeny tiny grating because that typically is when their little toes get caught uh, in the grate and uh, they can lose toes that way. They can have um, trauma that way. So I typically don't recommend that, um, but wire is usually okay. Uh, as far as the bottom of the enclosure, you do want that to be a solid pan uh, and not a wire bottom. Even though wire bottoms, you know, the urine and the, the feces falls through, um, it's usually not soft enough for their little feet and they can get foot problems from that. So uh, flat bottom is preferable. Um, you wanna make sure that where you keep the their cage, where you keep their enclosure in the house is in a quiet area. You want it away from windows and vents. Um, ventilation systems um, can have too much, um, uh, it can make them too cold or too hot depending on uh, the time of year. Um, so you basically want their temperature to be about what you would want your own temperature to be. Not too hot, not too cold. Um, keep it between like the 60 to 80 range. 60 might be a little cold, but um, it's kind of where you want to keep it. And then you want to make sure that wherever you have it in your home, it's not next to any cords or wires because they will chew through them and give themselves electrical shock and potentially death. So maybe don't do that. Uh, the substrate that you want in the bottom of the enclosure, I typically recommend rat fluff, um, that little cottony fluffy bedding or the recycled yesterday's news um, little pellets. I like those too. Uh, or fleece, you could do that. Or hardwood um, ch uh, wood shavings um, like aspen. That is a really great option too. Um, you know how I feel about wood shavings if you've been listening for any amount of time, so make sure you go back and listen to those other episodes, but for today, stick with the rat fluff. That is my favorite. Um, as for rats, they are not like hamsters. They don't tend to use wheels a ton. Um, it obviously depends. Some rats will, most of them won't. If you are gonna get a wheel, just make sure that it is a solid wheel and not the wire wheels. Those, their little toes can get stuck in them and they could hurt themselves um, or lose a toe and ends up being a whole thing. So make sure you're paying attention to that. Um, and yeah, just make sure that they're not within chewing distance of any of your furniture or wires or cords or things where they can get themselves into trouble. Um, as for their diet, which is the next topic, um, when it comes to rats, most of them end up being bottle drinkers. So like a 
water bottle as opposed to a bowl. Um, however, make sure you know where your rat came from and what they were used to prior to you getting them because every now and then I come across one that's a bowl drinker. Um, it's not super common, but it can happen. So make sure you're paying attention to that. Um, as far as diet goes, majority of rats are uh, pelleted diet uh, creatures. So like your, your food pellets. Um, I typically recommend Oxbow. Um, most of you guys know they're my favorite brand. Uh, Oxbow makes one uh, called Regal Rat. Yes, you heard me right. A regal rat. They're these little triangle-shaped pellets. Um, they work really well. I like them a lot. Um, there are uh, rat blocks. I think Missouri makes a rat block. Like that's like a little rectangular-shaped pellet. Um, and then KT does a pellet as well. Um, I think it's called Fortified um, or Forted Diet, something like that. Anyway, that is going to be the staple of your rat's diet. Now, that is what they should get every day. Uh, I typically regulate the amount of pellets that they get um, based on their weight. Um, it'll be on the back of the bag, so just look at that. Um, usually, it's a couple of tablespoons a day. Um, and as for extras, I'm not as um, hardcore when it comes to what these guys eat. Um, because my philosophy for a rat is they're only around two to three years. You want to keep them as healthy as possible. However, they're one of the creatures that you can have a little bit of fun with. They can have a little bit of fruit. They can have a little bit of veg. Um, they can have a little cheese or some cereal. Um, they typically don't do um, uh, bad with those extra options. It's just you want to do everything in moderation. So you don't want to give them a ton of fruit one day. That's going to give them blowout diarrhea. It's not what you want. Um, and then you don't want to give them super sugary um, cereals. You want to stick with plain cereal, um, like plain Honey Nut Cheerios, not the flavored ones, um, those kinds of things. Um, again, everything in moderation. You don't want to give them a ton, but you can give them a little bit. And they're usually just fine with that. The one thing I do avoid in these guys is any diets that have seeds in them or giving them a bunch of seeds and nuts. That's when they tend to get overweight. Or if you're giving them too much extras, they'll get overweight from that too. So you want to make sure you're avoiding those kind of pitfalls um, when it comes to their diet. Um, I will usually, if they're overweight, I'll usually recommend cutting out all extras and just feeding them pellets and then regulating the amount of pellets that they're getting. That's usually the way to go. Now, when it comes to uh, chewing items, because this is usually the next question, um, no wood, no apple sticks, no wood chips, nothing that they, no wood pieces for them to chew on. And there's a big reason for that. They break their teeth. I actually had, um, what well, was a gerbil, it wasn't a rat the other day, um, that fell uh, on his face and broke his upper incisors and so his lower incisors were growing up into his hard palate um, and he was bleeding from his mouth. Um, that's a super scary thing but it can happen and it happens when they're chewing things they're not supposed to but it also happens when they have trauma and they fall and they hit their face. Um, so 
maybe not the best example, but that happened to me the other day. <laughs> um, so no wood. What happens is, is they break the tips of their little incisors and then their teeth grow funky um, because they grow, they're not wearing them down at the same level. And so they grow kind of funky. Their normal chewing behavior will wear down their teeth. So you don't have to worry about them um, eating hay like we do with rabbits and guinea pigs. You don't have to worry about, um, we don't typically have tooth problems unless they're chewing things they're not supposed to. So. That being said, no wood. Um, the other thing, the other mistake people will make um, is salt licks. I have this happen on occasion where they have these um, salt blocks. These guys are not cows. <laughs> they, don't, they don't need salt blocks. Um, if they're on a proper diet, they usually don't need salt additives. So if you're dead set on giving them a vitamin or an additive, um, I'll get to that in a second. <laughs> so no salt licks. Most people um, ask me, how can they make their rat live as healthy as possible for as long as possible? Um, there are kind of two things that you can do to try and improve your success, but realistically, it comes down to genetics. Um, one thing that you can do to try and elongate their life, which may or may not work, is spaying. Spaying female rats um, can help elongate their life by um, preventing uterine cancer and preventing mammary tumors. Um, those can be a little more common in rats. And so if you spay them when they're young, you can potentially elongate their life. Now, is that a guarantee? No. However, it can help. And so it is a really good option um, that I typically will recommend. Not everybody spays and neuters their rats. Most people do not neuter rats, and I'll tell you why. Um, just like guinea pigs, their testicles are on the bottom part of their body, and they typically drag. So when you go to neuter them, a lot of the times um, they can get infections uh, in their incision site, and so most people don't neuter unless they have to. I typically only recommend neutering when you're having a problem with aggression between two male rats or you have an overactive male rat uh, and there's females around, you do want to neuter. Um, however, your typical situation, they're usually just fine. The second option, which is what I alluded to earlier, there is a supplement that you can give them that is supposed to elongate their life. Now, the, the supplement is called chromium piconolate. piconolate. Um, it is, studies have shown that it extends a rat's life up to one year. Um, the dose of this supplement is about 500 milligrams per kilogram per day. You typically give it once a day and it is supposed to elongate their life. However, we all know genetics plays a big part in everything that we do, um, especially with animals, and there are some rats that die anyway, and there's not much you can do about that. It just depends on if they get certain kinds of cancers or um, if they have other problems. So that being said, take that with a grain of salt. If you're dead set on trying something, that is a really good option. Uh, if you have a female rat, spaying is another really good option.
So that comes down to uh, diseases. There are a number of different diseases that can happen. I already alluded to one, which was certain kinds of cancers, um, like mammary tumors or uterine cancers that can happen. Mammary tumors can even happen in male rats, and so it's not just because they're female. Um, however, uh, it is more common in females, and if they are spayed, it can help. If they do have a mammary tumor, the recommendation is to remove it um, and spay them at the same time. Now, if they're super sickly and they have this going on, it may not be a great idea to put them under anesthesia, and there may be um, not much that you can do. Now, surgery in rats can be fairly expensive, and I know more than one client who refuses to do surgery on an animal that only lives two years, and that's understandable. It's up to you what you do with your pet. My job is to make the recommendations, not to force you to do things you don't want to do. That being said, that is the official recommendation for those kinds of cancers. Now, other diseases that rats can get um, that is a little more common is parasites. Uh, lice and mites specifically are what rats can get. A lot of the times they have them dormant on their person and you just don't notice them. Most of the time I find uh, lice when a rat is really sick with something else, their immune system's down and then all of a sudden they break with a lice outbreak as well. So you want to treat them for what their illness is, but you also want to treat the lice as well because it's gross. Um, no, mom, this is not the same lice that occurs on human heads. So just for everybody to be aware, this is a different species of lice. It is not the human kind. Your child cannot get lice from the rat. Um, that's two completely different things. Lice, like most other parasites, tend to be species specific. So um, even the mites that are on rats are also species specific. So they don't usually transfer to humans or other animals. Just be aware of that. Uh, the treatment uh, for both of these actually is the same. Uh, I typically will do revolution, which is a topical flea and tick prevention in cats and dogs. Um, I do it once every two weeks for three doses. Um, that is kind of a newer option for treatment. It does have to be dosed per rat per weight so they do have to be seen by your veterinarian and it has to be calculated specifically for them if you do the whole amount that can be toxic and that's not what we want um, that is a newer treatment option um, the old standby the old treatment option was ivermectin the injectable kind um, i know people who still do this it's not necessarily the wrong thing to do it is the old standby it's basically an injection once a week for two to three months. I typically see a pretty good effect with the revolution. I know some people that don't have the same um, outcome that I do, so it's understandable. It all is up to your personal preference of treatment. So that being said, let's move on to um, head tilt, uh, inner ear infections. 
there are two major possibilities for this in a rat. Uh, the first one is an inner ear infection. So if their head tilting to one side, circling, falling over to one side, um, those are all signs of a vestibular condition. And vestibular conditions, just like in dogs or cats, um, there are two major causes. One is an inner ear infection, and the second is a brain tumor. Now, with rats, the inner ear infection is a little more common. Brain tumors can happen. Usually, what I do is I treat for an inner ear infection, and if they're not getting better, we put them on hospice care um, and, and call it a tumor. That's usually how I deal with things. Um, the treatment for an inner ear infection is typically antibiotics, anti-inflammatories, and wait and see. Um, most of the time with antibiotics, they get better. Their head kind of goes back to normal. Um, if they have an inner ear infection for a long period of time, they can have damage to their inner ear, which can cause long-term damage to their vestibular center in their brain, which can cause a permanent head tilt. But most of the time they compensate really well with that. Um, they will figure out how to get to their food. Most of the time I'll lower their food to like a plate so that they're not trying to dig into something. And then if they're falling over and they're having trouble, I'll kind of recommend cutting up their, their pellets a little bit so it's easier for them to, to pick up with their mouth and chew rather than holding with their hands the way they normally eat. Um, and the reason for that is to make it easier for them to eat. If they have to sit there and hold with their hands, but they're falling over, they're not gonna eat very much and they'll lose a bunch of weight and they'll get really sickly. Um, but if they can get to their food um, and eat it a little bit easier, it typically helps. So just FYI. And the last disease process that I'm gonna talk about with rats is respiratory disease. Respiratory disease in rats is caused by two major pathogens. The first one is the more common, it's mycoplasma. They can also get, I believe, pasturella, but it's not quite as common. Mycoplasma is a bacteria that kind of acts like a virus. So instead of them just getting a bacterial infection and getting antibiotics and having it go away, it lingers as a part of their system. So it becomes a part of their normal flora and they can break with it throughout their life. So when they get stressed, they can break with a mycoplasma infection and get really sick. Um, there are, it can be fatal. Um, rats can die from a respiratory infection. Typically what you see first is you see the sneezing and the wheezing. Uh, and trouble breathing. Um, you can also see kind of the porphyrin, the red tears, the red discharge from their eyes and nose. Um, and that can progress from the sneezing all the way to a secondary pneumonia. They can sneeze so much that they give themselves pneumonia and it kind of goes from upper respiratory to lower respiratory uh, over the course of a few weeks. Um, if they're not getting better, you do want to get them into your veterinarian to be checked. I will usually listen to their chest and see where the 
where I hear the wheezing coming from. If they have a whole bunch of crackles in their chest, we need to be more concerned about pneumonia and that carries a worse prognosis. But if they, if it's just upper respiratory, sometimes they can get over it on their own. Most of the time I will put them on an antibiotic uh, and see if we can get it to go away. If it is not super severe and it's just upper respiratory, sometimes I will do a steroid antibiotic eye drop instead, um, especially if they're really young, because I don't want to pump them full of antibiotics when they're itty bitty, especially when the two antibiotics that we use can be harmful um, to um, development, to growth. So it's kind of it's kind of a hit or miss when it comes to how we deal with the respiratory disease. Um, when they're really young, I will often do doxycycline um, or I'll do the eye drops. I'll do the neopolydex eye drops. Um, the eye drops themselves kind of, I, I do one to two drops into each eye and it kind of drips through their lacrimal ducts into their sinus cavity, which kind of target treats their sinuses, which can work really well for an upper respiratory infection, but it doesn't always if they're getting progressively worse or they're really bad, I'll reach for doxycycline. I usually use that in the younger kiddos because I have less problems with it long-term than I do with Batril or Enrofloxacin. So I try and reserve that for when they're over six months old just to try and lessen the effects. Sometimes they need the heavy hitters, sometimes even the heavy hitters don't work. So keep that in mind. That's usually how I go about treating and dealing with it, but it really does depend on what I see that day as far as how hardcore we need to treat. And sometimes, I mean, sometimes they're really young and it hits them really hard. And even though you put them on medication, they pass away anyway. And unfortunately, there's not much you can do about it, which is the hard part. When it comes to rats, they they can be delicate little creatures, um, especially when it comes to respiratory disease. And like I alluded to earlier, they can get it throughout their life. So if they get it when they're young, you want to make sure that you're reserving antibiotics for when they need them, because eventually the antibiotics aren't going to work anymore. Eventually, nothing you do is going to work anymore and they may die from that respiratory condition even though you've done everything you're supposed to do to keep them as healthy as possible for as long as possible so keep that in mind just know you're not doing the wrong thing it happens to the best of us and um that is all i have for today for rats so we've covered a lot we've covered everything from housing to diet to different kinds of diseases that these guys can get and if a rat is your best pet be sure to let me know uh tag me with a picture of them on instagram i'd love to see that stuff uh, if you have any other questions don't hesitate to reach out i'm happy to answer them um and yeah, I hope you guys have a fantastic Friday. Thanks, everybody. Bye. 
Y'all, thank you so much for listening in. If you like this podcast, share it with a friend. Uh, If you found it helpful, send it to somebody who you think it would help too. Um, You can like, comment, share this pod on Insta. It's your best pet pod. Um, And if you love this podcast, five stars only, please, at the bottom. Uh, I'd really appreciate it. It helps the pod grow and reach more people. Until next time, hope you're living life with your best pet. We'll see you next week.